0: You're listening to Mid-Morning Matters on Marlow FM 97.5. My guest is Matt Lovett. Matt, welcome back. Hi. It's good to have you back here again today, and we're going to talk about something that affects both fit people and not fit people, I'd say, which is the, the, the big wide world of pain.
1: Yeah, yeah, it affects a lot of people, unfortunately, from kind of all different spectrums, from loads of pain to just mild pain, but we all experience it at some point.
0: Do you find people come to your, your personal training uh, uh, centre because they've got pain, or do you sometimes find that people come to, to prevent pain, or doesn't it occur to them?
1: Uh, yeah, especially now we get a lot of it. we actually kind of more specialised um, in that area. We're actually kind of looking to help people in that area a lot more now. And it kind of came from when people would come to us for other things, there was always pain as well. So it right. wasn't their goal. Their goal was to, you know, get ready for a wedding or, or run a marathon. And you were kind of doing the, the assessments and questionnaires and they say, oh, my knee hurts though. Well, that's a problem because if I want you to run... <laughs> Yeah. and your knee hurts that's going to stop us and if we, you know we want to do some exercise some circuits some weight some and whatever it is so you're in shape for a wedding and your knee hurts then we can't do those things yeah. so we had to start developing techniques and understanding and you know a method for clearing up those things so we could get to the other thing and it helped so many people we started to you know do that more and more and kind of specialize in that bit a little bit more. And uh, I guess since you've been working with clients
0: who've come to you with this kind of pain, um, you've, been, you've learned a lot about it, I suspect, as well as what the research you've done. Yeah, so.
1: what not to do, what to do, <laughs> what right. works, what doesn't, lots of uh, live test subjects, but yeah. And, and myself, I mean, I've been in pain numerous times with numerous problems, and um, it becomes the thing that I want to avoid the most. You right. know, feeling out of shape is one thing, feeling unfit is one thing, but being in pain is another thing all, entirely. And now, I, I, having been through it, one of my main goals is to, um, as I think I've said when I've been speaking to you in the past, one of my main goals is to live as long as I can experience as much as I can, but I've got to be pain-free to, to do that, really, to yeah. enjoy that. So that's kind of one of my main goals now of, of training, is to keep myself healthy. Everything on top of that, if we're healthy, then we can go after you know, getting a bit better at a sport, looking a certain way, but I won't do it at the expense of, or I try very hard now not to do it at the expense of health.
0: Right, I can I can understand that. So when somebody comes through your door of, of your personal training studio and says, uh, "I've got this pain somewhere," do, do you go through a detailed assessment? I mean, is is it always that the the problem is where they say it is, or do you find sometimes that it's maybe being referred from another part of the body or something like that? G- give me some examples Excellent of what you've seen. Excellent
1: question. Um, yeah, we have to do a full assessment, and that would start with you know questionnaires as to where they feel the pain. You know, what's their interpretation of it? Where is it? when does it occur how bad is it what makes it better what makes it worse and then we kind of put that to one side and do a physical assessment so we actually look at them you know standing still what do your joints look like moving what do your joints look like what happens how flexible are you how strong are you does your core function properly and we're looking for basically the most logical cause of what they said their pain is um, and also the, usually the, and it usually isn't anything to do with the site. I mean there. I think there are two kind of types of pain mm-hmm. there's general pain that's kind of beaten up by life you know you you you're misaligned one side is a lot tighter than the other something's not working properly and that leads to general back pain <coughs> sorry general neck pain things like that things where you can't quite describe i don't know what happened it just came on and now it's here so something that doesn't have a, a specific uh, cause
0: but has been perhaps been brought on through bad posture for the past N years. Absolutely. Something that I, I haven't been injured but th- this is but something has been uh, uh, about my body has caused it to, to result in this particular chronic situation.
1: Absolutely and that often is you know the site of pain won't be the the issue. So that's why a lot of people with back pain will go for massages have their back rubbed and rubbed and it feels better but you know it's back at the weekend. Right. or a week later it's back, or even the next day it's back. It's because, you know, those muscles maybe are being pulled on tension, those muscles are being abused by something. Rubbing them obviously makes them feel good, it gets blood to the area. But the, the, the culprit, the little thing causing the the problems is somewhere else. So we've got to find um, him. And even with, you know, injuries where you know what happened, you know, I was in a car accident and this hurt, usually things got injured and out of place that, you know, you don't know at the time. Yeah. so you know your, your back hurts but you're not really aware of what happened to your neck and your shoulder and that's actually driving some of the the pain now so yeah we have to look everywhere one one of my favorite examples is a person that had achilles pain and the, the culprit was that their head was really far forward they had really bad posture their head was kind of real you know if you think about like a they call it iphone don't they or phone syndrome where you've got your neck all the way forward and it was causing tension all the way down the back of the body right into the achilles so you can rub your achilles <laughs> oh, no, not, not just all, not just into the lower back but all the way down no I'm all thinking. the way down um right. because they were running and stuff as well um so you can rub those achilles all you like put ice on it and stuff but the, the weight your head weighs quite a lot and so if it's forward it's putting way too much strain on the chain and usually you know the weakest link or something else so if they're a runner and they're putting a lot of strain through their achilles that's where they kind of were feeling and getting the signal sent to their brain that something's biomechanically yeah. off. And it was the head. It was the opposite end. <laughs> so uh, are a lot of people's pains
0: caused by the general area of posture? I mean, I notice that I tend to walk not exactly with the head quite as far as you described, but I, n- I know my posture isn't as good as it should be. I, n- I need to roll my shoulders back occasionally and look a bit more upright to get that, my head further back. So, but do, do a lot of people have those kind of problems?
1: Yeah, posture is huge. I mean... One of the things that kind of one of the main concepts you're looking at is when people got pain is alignment and muscle tension. So how well are they aligned, which is posture and how, you know, loose are the muscles. If things are super tight and biomechanically not kind of stacked in the right position, then we're likely to feel uncomfortable. And if we're uncomfortable enough, that will result in pain. And also the postures especially kind of important to think about because we're in not optimal postures a lot of the day. Sat down right now, neither is in optimal posture um, and y- you do those things for quite a, a weirdly long amount of time yeah you 're not really meant to sit still that long. the body doesn 't like being in one position um, all the time, you know even when you 're asleep, you move around um, yeah i mean the, the body wasn 't designed to sit down, was it really no if you a good example of this if you try and watch TV or something on the floor, you can 't really sit still, you cross your legs, you kneel up you we design chairs and sofas and it's amazing, we can sit in them for hours yeah. you know, they design them really well but that, you're not you, when you're on the floor, you get signals to move around for a reason, so that you don't get overly tight and overly stuck in one position and now the front of our hips get very tight because we're kind of sat down with our hip at 90 degrees a lot of the time we're we're driving, we're on computers and stuff, our shoulders come forward and our head comes forward, and that you know, being in that position, this kind of crouched up position for a long period of time without reversing it leads to problems and that gets uh, i guess driving
0: is a particularly bad one because if you're just sitting down watching tv or playing on the computer you could
1: actually get up and walk around
0: quite easily but if you're in the middle of driving it down the m4 it's a bit harder
1: yeah it's very hard to move a really good tip for um people that drive for a living so cab drivers um lorry drivers and stuff is to every hour move the position of your seat somehow so you might click the seat one back or one forward you might slide the seat forward or back and it gives your body a different position to be in for an hour right it's not perfect but at least it stops you from you have to kind of if you move your seat back you've got to adjust the moves you've got to adjust your back position slightly it's a different position to be in
0: and i guess that's why the the airlines suggest exercise you can be doing while you're sitting in your seat to have some kind of mobility if you're on a long-haul flight
1: yeah, yeah, and they tell you to get up and walk up and down and stuff, and you see that a lot more now yeah. these days, people going for walks. Yeah, I mean, the general rule is that you don't want to be sat down for much longer than, say, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. So we tend to break the hour. If you've got a desk-bound job, sit for 45 minutes, get up for 15. Do right. it again. Don't try not to get stuck for hours in, in one position. Get up, go for a walk.
0: Right. So so what, what percentage of the people that you see that come to you uh, have got... Um, Pain problems arising from from a specific injury,
1: or much more this postural, or more more chronic, or more lifestyle type uh, pain. I'd say that it's at the minute it's mainly more lifestyle pain, more the kind of pain. I don't know what happened; it just hurts now. I just have this back pain that's just started to come on, or neck neck pain, or or whatever it is. Um, But I, but I mean, a lot. There's a lot of injuries around. I mean, there are specific injuries, and there's a lot of people that come with. Say they come with back pain, there's an old injury there somewhere. So you kind of go through the history and that, well, I did hurt my neck in a car crash 10 years ago. And and sometimes it's that, you know, proper rehab wasn't done on top of all the postural problems. I mean, posture's always going to cause a problem, it's whether it causes um, a problem because of a specific injury or just starts to cause its own problem after a while.
0: Yeah. What percentage of people in, in the UK get back pain? It's quite high, isn't it? I think it's
1: about 80%. At some, stage, it at some stage, at some stage in their
0: adult life, yeah. And then
1: most people, the majority of that 80%, will experience uh, a recurrence of it. I think the stat is within a year, right? Um, and I think it's a very small percentage of that that don't. And, and a, a big um, study into that actually found that a lot of those cases are nothing to do with a specific incident or accident or injury, they are basically life wear and tear being beaten up by not looking after yourself.
0: Right, that's fascinating stuff.
1: But, I mean, bearing in mind, obviously you're, you're not a doctor; you're a
0: personal trainer, but with ex- a lot of experience in mobility and coordination and balance and so on. What, what what's the first way you treat somebody who says I've got a really bad back? How how would you look at treating them? Treating them as a personal trainer again, underlining the fact that you're you're not a doctor unless unless you are and you've never told no, me. No, no, no,
1: no, <laughs> not a doctor. No, I mean absolutely. If you've be if you've got pain and it's sort of significant enough to, to be causing a problem, you should go and get it checked you know it's always worth having scans and and other people to to make sure um there's nothing structurally going wrong uh a lot of people we help have actually you know been through physios and, and doctors they've tried you know injections a lot all the time and, and pain medication and stuff and it's almost that they're making it too complicated we almost look at it more simple that you know you've got your back pain well one hamstring is super tight the other isn't it's twisting your pelvis that goes up the spine we stretch the hamstring the the pain eases off and that's the kind of thing that you would spot when
0: somebody comes to you for yeah example. that's what
1: I'm looking at so I mean if, if I'm looking to can I solve this via movement based stuff so can I you know, align the body better loosen something off strengthen something I mean a lot of people get low back pain because their deep abdominals aren't keeping their low back still and it's moving lots when it shouldn't, and that's inflammatory. You get enough inflammation, you get pain. Yeah. Combined with you know eating the right things, sleeping well, making sure you're hydrated is a is a big one just to, to you know take care of back pain and stuff. But yeah, I mean certainly the, the first call for people should be to make sure there's nothing hugely structural going on. That's what scans and doctors and stuff are for. Um But. You know, there are other things to consider, maybe more basic things to consider before I would think about surgery and other things, intense things. You know, I would, depending on the, the, the injury and the pain, I would rather maybe try you know, a course of stretching and other bits before I went for surgery. You can always have surgery, um, but, you know, there's consequences to those things as well.
0: Matt, I'd like to ask now about a really personal question actually because I've, I've known you for some time and I came to see you originally because I was in pain from a bad shoulder and that shoulder had come from really just doing too many uh, chest presses, too many shoulder presses in the gym. I mean, as you know, I love going to gym and as most listeners know, I'm, I'm a big fan of going to gym. I go every day. Um, but I'd probably just been doing too much overwork on the uh, chest, on the upper chest and on the shoulder work and I came to you with it and I, and I said, I've got this and, and you died diagnosed it as both being obviously pain but also linked into range of movement as well yeah you you remember that that when you do remember and is that a good example to talk about using myself as a case study as 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 how you think about pain in terms of when somebody comes to you with that
1: absolutely so your shoulder is kind of a very common um not necessarily the the cause you know not everyone's overdoing chest exercises like you are but uh (laughs) and still do no 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 (laughs) um But there are often, you know, overuse injuries and things getting out of alignment and not in the right position. Your shoulder is a good example. So when we first look at it, take, you know, I've got pain in my shoulder. Okay, we have a look. And with you, it was that the shoulder wasn't, you know, sitting where we wanted to. It was very, very forward, um, which is a tight chest. So we start to you know first we're kind of looking upstream and downstream and it's a really good approach for a lot of injuries you know if you have a i love that phrase
0: (laughs) you're an injury then you look upstream and downstream from it i think that's a marvelous way. it's a
1: really really you know i'm I'm sure there are other professionals that are going to hate it but it's a really basic way if you've got hip pain you know what's going on above it and beneath it you know what's your quad doing Is is your quad really tight and pulling the hip forward is your back really tight or you know so, out of uh, not being supported well enough. Uh, elbow, you know, forearm, upper arm. Have a look around it. So we had a look upstream and downstream with your your shoulder. We can see that biomechanically it wasn't kind of sitting in the right. We do some flexibility tests. It's not as flexible as the other side. It's not actually just me standing still. You could see that it wasn't in the same position. So we start to work out how we're going to fix it, um, and we started very basically with stretching the front of it. And strengthening the back of it to bring it into a nicer position um, then you can go a bit more in depth so with shoulders you know how comfortable it feels especially because we y- you having problems overhead yeah and a lot of overhead stuff with the shoulder is linked to how well the spine moves especially what we call the thoracic spine which for anyone that doesn't know just imagine kind of the vertebrae that run up where your ribs are it's kind of that section of back now that section of your back is meant to be quite movable Right, um, and often because of sitting and posture it gets very stiff and if as you, lift your, as you lift your arm up once it gets to about your ear your back is meant to extend to help you get above your head right. if it doesn't the shoulder then crashes into itself causing discomfort and that's what was happening with my shoulder for example yeah so we made some good ground with just loosening off the shoulder but not completely and it was then we kind of started to look more okay you know we need to loosen off the spine um as well and also change your day-to-day activities so that it's not just redoing itself one of the things i think to point out which i think you had to learn at first um and most people have to get their head around is flexibility and mobility and posture can be difficult because unlike other things such as strength there aren't many things if you're trying to get stronger there aren't many things day-to-day that are making you weaker so if you do some strength training two, three times a week, it usually sticks, and over time you get stronger. There are loads of things day-to-day making you tighter, stiffer, out of the alignment. So you really have to get into a routine of you know daily mobility work, even if it's just for 10 minutes, to counteract all the day-to-day sitting still for a long period of time, watching TV, going on long drives. And so we kind of teach people, you know, if you can do 10 minutes a day of undoing your day if you're a footballer and you've been running around loads you know take care of your legs if you're a desk worker you know take care of your posture reverse it spend some time in the other way uh, go like living the other way extend do some work on that to to stop these problems happening but you've got to do it frequently Right, because otherwise you're kind of going against the current. There's lots in life that are trying to make us tight, and that's why most people have this stuff because it's life. Generally, makes us stiffer and tighter, which is why 80% of people suffer with back pain. That's why it's so common. Yeah. So you, you've got to. There are things daily that you've got to try and counteract.
0: Yeah. And I guess one of the things you have to do is try to uh, remove the, the cause of the irritation or the cause of the pain. So in other words, um, if you spotted something that's, that's incorrect in the posture, for example, you've got to try and educate the people to, to improve their posture. It's something that you, you, you can't fix this all in one hour a week when somebody visits you in your studio, for example.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to try and find the root cause. So if it, the root cause is kind of bad posture, then you've got to try and fix that daily. Um, You know, and even with specific injuries, even someone that's, you know, let's say they've destroyed the ligaments in their knee. Was it you can get one off impacts that just happen, you know, and in which case you go down the normal rehab route of trying to fix the knee. But it can be that, you know, maybe they weren't, maybe they were running and stuff, maybe and it just happened. Well, maybe they're not stable enough. Maybe it was always, it was inevitable that it was going to happen. And people, how many, I mean, there are lots of people that re-injure You know, they go through all that surgery, all the rehab, redo it. Well, if it's being driven because of lack of core strength, for instance, very common in running and it makes the legs wander all over the place. Well, if the leg wanders all over the place, it's much more likely that you're going to destroy ligaments than if it doesn't. So not only do you want to then rehab that knee, or in your case, rehab the shoulder, you want to make sure that it's not going to reoccur. That might be strengthening the core. It might be getting to run in a better way. In your case, it might be to, you know, balance up the exercises adding some more stretching so certainly go no sorry go ahead
0: no no i was going to say so do, do you often find that uh, following your your excellent line about look upstream and downstream of where the where the issue appears to be do you often find that eventually goes back to the core to the to the, to, to the body's fundamentals to to the abs and uh, uh, and the ability to hold an upright posture
1: they often often the alignment of the body and its ability to stabilize is a problem usually a lot of people with pain that we see are trying to do something so i mean you obviously you get a lot of sedentary people that um you know get achy necks and backs but well, we see a lot of people that are active you know they're trying to do a sport they're trying to do even just an activity like gardening and stuff and so usually you've got a body that's not in correct alignment and not stable and strong enough to do the tasks that they want to do so one of your jobs you know if you're looking after your body is to make sure you're well aligned that you're loose and not overly tight in sort of unsymmetrical ways. And that your body is stable and strong enough to do the tasks you want to do. I think people just think it's a given that they can go outside and lift bags of soil around or, you know, I'm just going to start running because I want to be fitter. Well, are you biomechanically sound enough to go running? Can your core stabilize your low back while you run? And that's why most people get low back pain and knee pain an ankle pain when they run because they're you know you watch people run their knees are doing circles they're going in and out they're, they're, their legs are doing they're running like phoebe or for friends they're not stable and that usually is is through the middle and and that's why we have to look at it we often look from what we call a holistic point of view you look at everything because usually it's not caused by one thing you know your body can cope with one thing okay your, your head's a bit forward but if your head's a bit forward Hips are a bit the, tight. the body
0: can compensate for that can't yeah, it? If, usually, yeah. If, if you start running gradually and you, and you build up for it, your body eventually gets used to being in that position even though it's uh, suboptimal.
1: Yeah, I mean no one is perfectly symmetrical no one's perfectly aligned there's just, there's sort of parameters that you have to be within. There's like a, a zone of pain free and if you go too far one way or too far the other you're going to experience problems. And usually it's a build up of things. So usually I don't see some one person that got one postural thing and that's it, and that's all we need to fix. Usually, you know, their alignment's off because of their job, their core's not functioning great anyway. If you eat the wrong foods, then the gut gets inflamed, and that can actually turn the core off. So if you you could have, do all the ab exercise you like, be nice and strong in the core, but if you're eating badly and your gut's inflamed, it pushes into the abdominal wall, it turns off all the deep abdominals, which are the ones that stiffen up the spine, and stiffen up the hips. So they're not working. They're not strong but they're actually not able to do their job because your gut's inflamed. So you've got to look at what you eat. You know, are you even um, energetic enough to do these things? If you're tired, then you, you, your core can be as strong as it's like. But if it's tired, it's not going to work, probably. So you've got to look across the board.
0: Absolutely. So one other thing is, is how about, on this holistic approach, how about mental approach? How about looking at your, um, your mindset, for example?
1: Excellent question. Especially in the rehab point is that you've got to, except that you're injured and you're in pain lots of people get annoyed at their <laughs> stupid body for being you know i want to do yep. crossfit i want to do something yep, that'll, that'll be me then and
0: yeah, I, I i really do want to lift this uh, this this heavy dumbbell and it doesn't want to do it so yeah. yes
1: but it, it's like you, your body's speaking pain is a language so it's telling you that something is off something is wrong like a a, a baby that can't speak english or whatever language can't speak a language yet it cries shouts it that does it, it, it's telling you something. Your job is to, keep, to find out what. You don't <laughs> ignore it. Yeah. Hopefully people don't ignore crying babies. You shouldn't ignore pain either. It's not, um, it, it's just, it's going to, you're going to have to rest, you're going to have to sort it out at some point. Do you want to sort it out at the beginning where it's just a little bit of pain and maybe some stretching and some core stuff would sort it? Or do you want to keep going and maybe you'll end up with something worse happening? Um, so yeah, so you have to accept that you, you know, you've got pain. And yep. maybe you can't do things exactly how you want to do them at this moment, but it's much better to to accept it, start adopting strategies to fix it, than it is just to sweep under the rug and pretend it's not happening. At some point, you're going to have to address it. So the mindset is important that way. And I think it's also important as a mindset before, you know, people do lots of training for aesthetic purposes or athletic purposes. and. They don't put any thought into making themselves injury-proof or robust, or, you know, to stop those things from happening. You can do a little bit of work at the end of workouts on rest days, you know, in the evenings to make your body feel nice, to make your body healthy. So having that mindset of, you know, I'm going to train to look good on the beach, to be able to run 5Ks fast, but I'm also training to look after myself, give my body longevity and health. That mindset is really important too.
0: It's absolutely focused, uh, as you say. It's a totally holistic approach, isn't it? The total mindset look is, impl- inf- is, is applied to as well as what you eat, for example, as well as what you behave and the way you move. All things put together.
1: Yeah, it's it's just shining a little spotlight on that those areas. You know, you, if, you, if you really enjoy aerobics class, probably you want to do aerobics class for the next twenty years or for as, as long as you live. Well, you know, there are consequences to doing everything. So if we just look after the body, look after the joints that you're overusing a little bit you can keep doing it. But if you don't think about the, the health of your joints or the, the biomechanics sorry, of your body, usually your body will make you look at it at some point and usually through pain. And that's just uh, a more horrible way to do it than just being a bit preventative in the first place.
0: One extra thing I want to ask you, Matt, while you're here is, is about prevention. We've talked a lot about the causes of pain and we've talked a lot about how you actually go out treating it, especially for you and uh, uh, in, in, your, in your studio. Um, but w- w- let's talk about overall prevention. How can people not be in the position where they need to come and see you and say, oh, i got this pain in my back, I got this pain in my leg, or, or as I did, I've got
1: this pain in my shoulder? It's a very good question. Um, well, again, mindset be, would be the first one. You know, put it on your radar, that, you know, your objective might be run a marathon. Uh, your objective might be lose stone. Make the objective also to feel good. Right. So, so now you've got another objective. At least that kind of then puts you. Well, if I've got an objective, I must have to do something to achieve it. So at least now we're in the mindset that we're going to do something to achieve it. So you can look at it numerous ways. You can look at movement. So are there movements that you can do? to what I would call it is make yourself more robust. Mm-hmm. You can't, if you, if, you, if you haven't got pain, haven't ever been in pain, then preventing things is hard because you don't know which site you're looking at. You don't know, you can't go around sort of wrapped in cotton wool lifting things up very slowly just in case. What you can do is put yourself in a really good biomechanical position to so make sure you're well aligned. So, you know, if you're exercising already, put some exercise in that would help balance your posture. Sometimes be the main focus of your workout just at the end put in some posture-based exercises. Make sure you're, you know, a lot of people do abdominal exercises, but make sure your deep core is working. So, you know, more basic exercises, simply just sort of drawing your belly button back, getting that inner core, what they call the um, pelvic floor muscles up, Mm -hmm. drawing back, you know, hold for 10 seconds, relax. Add in, you know, a set of 10, do two or three sets at the end, just to make sure the basics are working. Usually a lot of this stuff is, you know, people are doing Olympic lifting or running or CrossFit workouts, They're not doing really basic stability things, really basic posture things. So you could add those things in. You could get an assessment or, you know, scan yourself to... If you know your right shoulder is a lot tighter than the left, so if you do the old reach test where you reach one hand down your back and one sort of up your back, if one is much harder than the other, then find some stretches for that shoulder to rebalance it. You know, don't just... After you've done your sport, do some stretching. Do things that are going to look after yourself so what you're saying here is doing a uh, prevention or one root prevention
0: is a little bit of uh, intelligent self-diagnosis of your faults that aren't causing pain yet so for example that for example using the the, the reach test as you mentioned around the back if you do that and, and you know that you're distinctly less mobile on one side than the other then that's perhaps an early warning that that could be developing into some kind of uh, fault or biomechanical defect later on
1: yeah yeah if you know lots of people kind of go oh my you know this hamstring much tighter than the other. Well, or quad or, you know, yeah. insert whatever muscle you like. Don't ignore that because that's going to create an imbalance in the body. It's going to create twist and torque. And that's actually, having two tight quads would be better than having one. So if you know you're slightly lopsided, <laughs> that is more of a problem because you're, you're creating t- talk and stuff through the body which is going to cause more of a discomfort. That's an interesting point so having
0: two tight quads is, is, is worse, is, is, is better than one. It's better, yeah. Because the, the, because the rest of your body will still be in balance. If, a, if you've got one that's uh, not,
1: not working then you've got a real problem. Yeah that, that's more than likely. So I mean obviously you know go get help. It's much easier if someone knows what they're doing, is assessing you. But yeah keep an eye on things. You know eat foods that are nourishing to you. Half the, t- half the time, especially people that are active, they're people call it overtraining, but they're not necessarily overtraining. They're under-recovering. They do no stretching. They don't sleep very well. They don't eat anything nourishing. Well, you know, injuries likely to happen. If you eat nourishing food so your body's got lots to replenish itself, if you're sleeping well and you're stretching and you're keeping yourself well aligned and nice and stable, then your body's going to be robust. You know, if you go surfing, if you do a workout, you're not likely to get injured. Um, so definitely kind of, you know, makes it more robust and that would also apply to people that are... So then, Tree, if you do nothing and you step off a curb and you weren't expecting it, then what are the chances of your knee stabilising itself? Not a lot. It's likely just a bend or break or get sore. And this this is almost like an advert for sort of cross-disciplinary
0: fitness and cross-disciplinary uh, sporting activities. I mean, running is great, but don't just do running
1: because you you're going to develop a particular area but at the expense of other areas. Yeah, I think one of the first things people should add in to their training and it actually be it might be the first thing you add in even if you're not training is things to look after yourself. Now, if you like running, you can add in weight training stuff to make yourself faster at running and stuff but wouldn't it be better the first thing you should add in if you've got any extra time is to make yourself robust so that the running doesn't injure you running has consequences, surfing has consequences rock climbing, they all have consequences so the first thing should be to undo the things that they do so you don't get over patterned and to make sure that you're safe while you're doing those activities, yeah. then add in all the bonus stuff if you're not going to do any exercise at, like for a fitness point of view, at least do some health things so your back is nice and safe
0: yeah, that's great advice. Matt, thank you so much for, for coming in today and talking to us. Um, if people are interested in finding out a little bit more about what you do and where you do it, um, tell us about the studio that you, that you run with your business partner and tell us about the, the web address for it.
1: So it's apsfitness.co.uk and we are, we've got a little gym based on the, the bath road between Maidenhead and Reading.
0: And it's apsfitness, all written as one word, isn't it? Yeah, that? apsfitness.co.uk. That's great. Matt, thanks again. Thank you. You're listening to Mid Morning Matters on Marlow FM 97.5.